Are you sheltering in place, isolated, feeling alone? <coughs> well, then you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And now, here's your host for this episode, Mark Hershaw. Mark Hershaw. Howdy hi there, friends and neighbors. As the man says, I am Mark Hershon, host of this episode of Suckatash Shut-In, the comedy soundcast stimulus package. What does that mean? It means we're bringing you clips from a variety of comedy soundcasts from around the web. Mostly new ones, but sometimes old ones too. Sometimes we'll bring you interviews with soundcasters or comedians. Sometimes we'll bring you special presentations of one sort or another. And when I say we bring you, I'm not using the royal we there. No, sir. I switch off hosting this dog and pony show with Tyson Saner just so we can crank these puppies out with maximum efficiency on a weekly basis. Did you catch his most recent installment, Epi 210? It's a dandy, featuring clips from the Corey Epps show, EXP cast, a video game podcast, and Wild Ride with Steve O. You can still get it from our home site at SuccotashShow.com, as well as any of the many outlets that carry this show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, PodBay, the Laughable app, and many, many more. But for this week, for this show, I not only have a trio of clips, one of each from these fine and practically brand new programs, the Nate Lynn Podcast, literally with Rob Lowe, and listen, listen, listen. But I also have a trailer or a promo from a fun new show that starts at the end of this week. Plus, a special comedy cut from comedian and friend of the show, Dan St. Paul, called COVID-19 Baseball with Harry Carey. That's all coming up in just a moment. In order to make sure we can bring you all of this fine entertainment, of course, this episode is brought to you by our phony sponsors, Henderson's Pants and TrumpPoetry.com. Now, we would like some actual advertisers, so if you have something to sell or know someone with something to sell, won't someone please write me at mark, M-A-R-C, at succotashshow.com? I'll tell you what's what, and you'll see that buying a spot on this little powerhouse of a soundcast will surely bring in the people. All right, let's get to the clips. Soundcasting has claimed another comedian. Last week marked the launch of the Nateland podcast, hosted by popular Nashville-based comic Nate Bargazzi, or Bargazzi, or Bargazzi. I'm only making fun of his name in, for, in the ep, actual episode. He says nobody seems to know how to pronounce his name. Uh, you may know him from his stand-up, particularly with his Netflix special, The Tennessee Kid. With comedy clubs currently being spotty at best as a place for comedians to hang their hats, however, Nate has decided to get back into soundcasting. That's right. He was part of a show called It Could Be Better back in 2011. This time he has fellow Nashvillians Brian Bates and Aaron Weber with him. They're also comedians. Our clip is from the debut episode and has the guys talking about the best way to watch the Star Wars saga. So stuff we're doing in COVID, thing that uh, we were doing it before COVID, but trying to get through, uh, I was showing my daughter uh, the Star Wars movies. And so I, I can end up looking up a bunch of stuff. I look on like how you're supposed to watch things. Uh, I like looking stuff up. And uh, I, the, the route that we chose was the, the machete order, which if you don't know, 
the machete order. What's the explanation? Or you know it. I had not heard of this until Nate told me about it, and I was going to be pretty skeptical. I was at first, but then I read about it. I was like, all right, it makes it makes sense. Like most things. He's mostly skeptical, and then I make sense probably 95% of the time. Well, it's because he wasn't explaining it. The guy who wrote it explained it, yeah. and then it made sense. So it's basically saying if you're watching Star Wars, all the Star Wars movies for the first time, if you go in uh, – the order they were released. No, I'm sorry. If you go in chronological order and start with uh, the Phantom Menace, the yeah. prequels, then the big reveal of Darth Vader being Luke's father, you're gonna. It's, there's not going to be a big reveal because you're going to know it from watching the prequels. You know what I mean? You're going to sure. see him, Anakin, become Darth Vader. So if you want to keep that big surprise, then we're giving uh, a lot of stuff away today. Contagion, Star Wars, <laughs> right? <laughs> So, if you want to keep that big surprise, you can't watch it like that. So then someone said, well, just watch them in order they were released. But the problem with that is, um, once the prequels came out with Hayden Christensen, George Lucas went into the Return of the Jedi, and at the end, when he sees, when Luke sees the ghost, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Hayden Christensen's been placed in there. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. I just watched it. They went in after the fact. Well, and, and they went in after in. the fact and yeah. did it. So if you're watching it that way, you're like, who's this guy? I don't even know who this is. Wow. Yeah. So that can be confusing as well. So this guy, who's just some software engineer in Colorado, came up with the machete order, which is basically you watch um, A New Hope first, Empire Strikes Back, and so you, so you see Luke uh, – become uh you know as he starts out as a young man and starts learning the force and then finds out that darth vader's his father then you go you skip phantom menace altogether mm-hmm. yeah they said no one likes it jar jar binks, jar jar binks there's no real purpose in it so he said just skip it all together so the third one you watch is attack of the clones that's where you see anakin as a young man much like luke was in a new hope and you see his rise to become darth vader and they have the they, that's when luke and uh Leia, Princess Leia, born right, right. At the end of that in Revenge of the Sith. That's the fourth yeah. one you watch. So go New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. Then you go to the prequels, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Then uh, once you see Darth become Anakin become Darth, you go back to Return of the Jedi and kind of see how it 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 finishes out. And then this was written before the last three came out. Then it says just watch those last three. I think it's in order. A, yeah, yeah. Does that make it's, sense? It makes sense. Yeah. It's preserving the Luke storyline is what the guy says. What's funny is I don't even really care. Like I'm not even – I like Star Wars, but I'm not a, I'm not a uh, huge Star Wars guy or like I'm not, uh, you know, like uh, Marvel. Like I'm not my, – my brother – my dad and my brother are way into this kind of stuff. I was never Harry Potter. I was never – like mm-hmm. I'm just not into like fan, a ton of fantasy. I like Superman. I like all this. I like them. But I'm just there's uh, this is a very intense way to do it. That's the Nateland podcast just a few weeks in. So you can catch up before they get too far ahead of you. Find them everywhere. You find finer podcasts streaming and or downloading, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. Now, I'm not sure who Curtis Elton is. There is a Curtin Elton who is a piano playing wonderkin from England. But I don't think the host of Listen, Listen, Listen is him. 
This Curtis Elton talks at a breakneck speed for some very short episodes, and as the detail in Apple Podcasts puts it, there is no theme and no useful information. But every episode is different, so why not check it out? The shows are so short that I'm not clipping episode 26, the Independence Day special. I'm playing the entire three-minute run of the show for you. Better strap in. to a special episode of this and this and this and I am your host Curtis Alton and yes it is a very special episode indeed last week was a special episode this week is a special episode this is deja vu all over again but why is this a special episode I'll tell you my friends because we are not one not three but two days away from Independence Day aka 4th of July aka July 4th so as we are stuck in isolation I thought I'd tell you Yes, you, no, not you, no, not you, 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 but you, how you can celebrate Independence Day at home. So, let's get to it. Now, there are so, 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 so many ways you can celebrate Independence Day at home. Can you just imagine? Oh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten ways you can celebrate it. Oh, so many. You know what? Just buckle up your seatbelt, put your helmet on, because the amount of ways you can celebrate it might just blow Mind. Oh, wow, wow, so many ways, so many. Can you just imagine? You know what? Don't imagine, because I'm about to tell you. Tip number one, tell yourself that you're going to stop being independent. I'm going to stop being independent. No, you're not. Yes, I am. 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 What? Now I've told you the first tip on how you can celebrate Independence Day at home. I have no more tips. And yes, I do over-exaggerate a lot. See, you got a present with that. See, then you have to come after me. See, and no, that is not a threat. See, I just like saying see a lot. See? Anyway, stick around to the end for a razzle-dazzle fabulous fireworks show. And thank you for listening to another special episode of Listen, Listen, Listen. Happy early Independence Day. It's time to celebrate. Bye-bye. I'm out of here. Happy Independence Day! Oh, doesn't it just look fabulous? Oh, look at that one. That is just so shiny. Look at that. Oh, look at... Oh, oh, wow. That was amazing. That was great. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Episodes of Listen, Listen, Listen. (laughs) I love saying that. Listen, listen, listen. They drop every Thursday, so track it down and take a listen, listen, listen. As a reminder, you can find links to all the shows we clip on Succotash at the episode blog of our home site, SuccotashShow.com. So look up the shows there, click on their titles, and boom, you'll be at their home site or wherever we found they hang out the most. We will be back with a clip from a new podcast from one of America's most beloved stars and a brand new comedy bit from one of my most beloved friends. But first, here's a word from our sponsor, Henderson's Pants 
and their newest line, Pet Pants. Can I make the peas pop more? Pet Pants. Friends, for years, Henderson's Pants has been saying that we offer stylish lower body wear for every member of your family. Well, it's time to come clean. That hasn't been exactly truthful. Sure, Henderson's offered pants for mom and dad, brother and sister, even baby. But what about Fido and Fluffy, the dogs and cats of this great country? Aren't they members of the family too, you ask? Well, they are now. With Henderson's Pet Pants, your favorite furry friend doesn't have to be bare-assing around the house any longer. With more colors and fabrics than you can fetch a stick with, pets now have no excuse not to be putting on the dog or cat when it comes to stepping out in style. And Henderson's Pet Pants are not just limited to your pooch or pussy. Birds, fish, lizards, we are complete petophiles at Henderson's, and we have just the pant no matter what your comp- Companion's persuasion. Whether you want to see your Dalmatian in denim or your Persian in petal pushers, we've got it. That squawking cockatiel in corduroy, goldfish in gold lame, or Komodo dragon in khaki, ho-ho, we've got it. Henderson's can even lock your livestock up in stylish trousers. Imagine Porky's ham hocks in herringbone or your frisky llama in linen. We've got that, too. Originally designed for petting zoos, furry conventions, and the Bohemian Grove, Henderson's Pet Pants are now available truly for the first time for the entire family. That's Henderson's, makers of fine trousers and pantaloons since 1896. And now back to Suckatash. Hi, guys. It's Brian. Yep, Brian Baumgartner. But most of you, you know me as Kevin Malone on The Office. I just want to lie on the beach and eat hot dogs. I know, I know. On the show, you're right. I sounded a bit different. But over the years, I've started to wonder why this underdog of a show... In all of television, everyone else had passed. He hated The Office. Despised it. We were a ratings disaster. Became one of the biggest shows in television history. 52.1 billion, billion minutes were streamed in 2018 alone. What? Dear Lord. In this series, we'll go inside the making of The Office to find out how a group of unknowns overcame the odds and changed the face of television. Why do... 12 and 13 year olds and 10 year olds why do they like it and to tell you about it i'm going back to some old friends i'm john krasinski and i played jim halpert this is jenna fisher i'm steve carell i'm greg daniels Ricky Gervais. ed helms angela kinsey stephen merchant kate flannery craig robinson oscar nunez hi i'm ellie kemper my name's rain wilson and i played dwight kurt schrute now like i said kevin malone not the brightest But Brian Baumgartner, great interviewer. Are we seriously on? We're seriously on. on. We're recording this. So people want to keep hearing about The Office? When are people going to get sick of it? When does the backlash start? That's my question. I don't know. Is that when when this comes out? Probably. Starting July 14th, listen to an oral history of The Office for free, only on Spotify. The 
This episode of Succotash is sponsored in part by TrumPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TrumPoetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. TrumpPoetry.com. You know, the coronavirus is making everybody loopy after all this time when celebrities like Rob Lowe have decided that hosting his show, a podcast, has got to be better than doing nothing other than huffing your own carbon dioxide in your breathing mask. It turns out he's actually a pretty engaging host. Who knew? Plus, who better to reach out to A-list star friends from the jump? In his first episode, which just dropped a couple of weeks ago, Rob zooms it up with Chris Pratt. You know, the guy that went from being a chunky dimwit in Parks and Rec to being a ripped dimwit as Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. In this clip, they get into movies they thought were good without having seen them, bad sax solos, and bringing a powerful yes-no game. That was in the era that, this is how you know it's dated, that there was a saxophone player in a band like in right. the 80s every every song every song from from I'd say from 1972 yeah to 1989 yeah every song had to have a sax solo every song and the score of so many movies like if you look at lethal weapon i wanted to watch it the other day i was like that's i've been i've been you know hitting the it's been hitting me that some of my favorite movies growing up suck yeah, and that the only reason I liked them is because I'm an idiot. I was an idiot when I was ten. Yeah, and 100%. Like, you know nothing holds up. Yeah. and I was like, Lethal Weapon holds up. It's got to. And I put it on. I was like, Ooh, that's a lot of saxophone. Really? Yeah. Watch it every. And it's weird. Like I don't. I kind of does. It does. It it holds up. It, it it holds up. But it is also like, you know, stupid. It's a little bit dumb. I um I've been in in quarantine. I've been having the boys, particularly John Owen, who, as you know, is a writer, um, catch up on movies that they've never seen before. And it's been really interesting. Oh, my God. Really interesting to see, like, what holds up to them and what doesn't. Oh, exactly. Because they're a great test audience because they don't have, like, the sentiment around it. What have you watched? Well, it's interesting. But also he has that weird thing of being new in the business. He's aware of the movies that he's supposed to hold in huge esteem. Like, mm. we all know those movies we've heard about forever that are the greatest movies ever. And right. the truth of it is, maybe we've seen them and maybe we haven't. Right. So... Um, the movies that you're supposed to say are great. Yeah. Even if you haven't seen them. Yeah. I was the guy who loved Casablanca for years before I saw it. Yes. Exactly. I was like, oh, Casablanca? Oh, oh, I mean... Probably, probably top five every bit. <laughs> and I'd never don't get me, Don't get me started on Casablanca. <laughs> don't get <don't> started. <laughs> Same with Citizen Kane. I was a big fan of Citizen Kane. And then I saw it, and guess what? I loved it. <laughs> it's really good. And same with Casablanca. But um, but uh, yeah, I, I know, I know that I do that all the time. I pretend I've seen something because you don't want to. And, and it's funny because you just hope a tiny little white lie can get let off the hook. Like how far? How far will you go with it? You know what I mean? Oh, one hot yes, one hundred percent. Frankly, kid, I don't give a damn. That scene. Well, that wasn't Casablanca. <laughs> I had a neighbor once who you just you just say you just nod your head and kind of go yes or no mm-hmm. as your answer, and you can kind of get away with it. I learned that from my may he rest in peace. My sweet sweet neighbor growing up, Rory, was a member of the Special Olympics and uh, and was a talker. 
a real talker, loved to communicate and talk, but also had a, you sometimes had with a speech impediment, he had, he had a little bit of difficulty hearing or like understanding him. Hmm. So sometimes you get caught up in that, like saying yes and no, just in case, cause you didn't actually know what the question was, but you wanted to be polite and answer it. I'm going to use it. Cause you know, I'm deaf in one ear and half the time I can't hear what anyone's saying. Is that true? Yeah. I'm deaf in one ear. Look at the way I'm, see the way I have my headphone on. Oh, I thought you were just doing like a slim shady thing. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I, and so I, a lot of times if somebody's on my deaf side at a restaurant or, or in a, in a, I just kind of, I usually nod yes. So right. I got to do work in that the way you're doing your head right now is good. It's yes, mm-hmm. nodding yes and no at the same time. I need to practice it in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. yeah another thing you can say is, is, is your answer is yes, no, because that can mean yes, or it can be no. You go, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Oh, that's really, yeah. Oh, yes, no. Yes, no. Because the, the answer could be, the answer is yes. No, the answer is no. Or it could be, yes, the answer is no. So if you say yes, no to something, then then they just take, they, they read whatever the answer should be. You can grab their entire chat and several other new episodes besides wherever you find literally with Rob Lowe. Now, normally I would have a fourth soundcast clip to pop in here, but instead I got a special treat from a friend, comedian Dan St. Paul, who's based out of San Francisco. We've known each other since I think about the beginning of time. And when he sent me a bit that he'd been working on in his lockdown time, I asked if I could share it with you. So this is sort of an exclusive, I think. All right. For years, a staple in Dan's act was a hilarious baseball announcer piece based on the legendary Chicago Cubs announcer, Harry Carey. Well, he's updated the concept now in a piece called COVID-19 Baseball with Harry Carey. Hi, everybody. This is Harry Carey, and I'm in Phoenix in August. Game time temperature, 155 degrees. I left my beer in the sun for two minutes, and it came to a full boil. We've got 18,000 cardboard fans individually placed in the seats waiting for some Major League Baseball. I mean, listen to that crowd. Wait a minute. Make that 17,932. As I'm told, 68 fans spontaneously combusted during the National Anthem. Holy cow. The home plate umpire now takes his place six feet behind catcher Buster Posey, who is himself six feet behind Cubs leadoff man Kyle Schwerberger, who steps up to the plate. Schwerberger, with a very busy virus plague spring training, having lost two granduncles, his high school coach, and the family cat. The cub trainer now comes out of the dugout and takes Schwarzenegger's temperature, gives the thumbs up, and we're ready to go. Posey adjusts the mask behind his masks, and here's the pitch. It's a comebacker to the mound. Cueto feels it, reaches for the hand sanitizer, disinfects the ball, and shovels it to first base. Brandon Belt steps on the bag and then runs frantically into right field. You know, you don't want to get too close to Schwergenheiser. 
He could be an asymptomatic carrier, and that's out number one. Today's game is sponsored by Hydrocloxacrylicoin. Hey, fans, feeling lucky? Why not drop two Hydrocloxacrylicoin with a six-ounce Clorox chaser? Hey, if it can disinfect your boxer shorts, well, why not you? Posey now scoots up right behind the plate as Cubs third baseman Chris Bryant has chosen to place himself six feet to the right of the plate. Why? Because he's swinging a seven-foot bat. Cueto washes his hands while singing what sounds like Happy Birthday in Spanish. He goes into his windup, and here's the pitch. Bryant lines it into the stands down the third baseline where it bounces around and then lies perfectly still. Cueto with his next offering. It's a slider fouled to the right side and caught by an inflatable doll in one of only two places where she could make the catch. I'll leave it to your imagination to figure out which one. Hey, a big thanks to Chick and Patty from the Happy Time Adult Bookstore out on Highway 57. They were out here at 5 a.m. this morning to blow up over 600 of those hollow honeys and fill up Section 108. Two strikes on Bryant now, and here's the pitch. It's a pop-up between third and short. Both Longoria and Crawford are calling for it, but wait. They're too close to each other, and they've both been ejected from the game. Lucky for the Giants, the new COVID-19 rules have expanded the rosters to 81. So now you can field a new team every inning. Bryant, safe at first. While the Giants make their substitutions, let me remind you that this Friday is free COVID-19 test night. Test negative, and hey, you're in. Test positive, and spend the next two weeks in quarantine, courtesy of Motel 6. Don't forget to bring a change of clothes, just in case. (laughs) That's Dan St. Paul, who you can follow on social media, at Dan St. Paul. That's just ST for the saint part. And on his home site, at DanStPaul.com. That is going to do it for Epi 211 of Succotash Shut In. Tyson Saner's back with you next week in this very same feed with Succotash Episode 212 and some fun new clips. Thanks for stopping by, hanging out, and being real. At least I assume you're being real. If you're not, please don't bust the illusion. Speaking of busting illusions, I must come clean with you and let you know that when I am recording this show in the privacy of Studio M, my Mazda 3X, I am not wearing a mask or pants. But the rest of the time when I'm out and about, I'm masked up and panted up. Thank you, Henderson's Pants. I hope you are too, especially when you're passing the succotash. 
You've been listening to Suckatash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants, TrumpPoetry.com, and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the <laughs> laughable app, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at marc at succotashshow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at hightail.com slash u slash Suckatash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the Succotash. Goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.